Welcome everybody to the Video Game Archives, the podcast. Uh, in these podcasts, we're going to talk about video games, movies, sometimes comic books, uh, but mostly things related to video games at the best. All right, uh, for those of you watching at home on YouTube, um, the videos might cut in and out every so often because my camera only runs at nine minutes to ten minutes. So every nine minutes, I'm going to have to get up and hit record again. So for you on the podcast, every nine minutes you might take like five or ten seconds of me not being so close to the microphone. All right. So today we're going to cover on the August 8th edition, 2018, um, Fallout, Super Smash Bros, and anything else that tends to uh, ramble on and on and on in this podcast. All right. Uh, first, let's start off with a little movie news. Um, so, MoviePass has changed their uh, subscription plan for the ninth billion time in the last three weeks. Uh, so, for you that have MoviePass, like I do, um, they're changing it to three movies per month for nine ninety-five. So, it used to be unlimited, which obviously everyone knew that wasn't going to work out. Um, but I signed up because I was like, you know what? Might as well get as many movies as I can in before the company went under. Um, but now it's down to three movies a month for $9.95. And that's still a great deal. Um, I think I mentioned that in the last podcast, that if they went, you know, maybe limited to like three movies a week. But they went three movies a month. You know what? It's not unlimited. But how many movies out there are you really going to be seeing in a month? And they will be given a 2 to $5 discount for any additional movie tickets purchased within the billing cycle. So for places like me, I have a movie theater that on Tuesdays offers $5 tickets. So maybe if they're giving me the $5 discount, I get a free ticket anyways on Tuesdays. Or at the very least, $3 to see a movie on Tuesday. I'm not going to complain. Um, yeah, is it not unlimited? No. But still, you see one movie... You've already made back your money, so I don't see the complaint. I'd still, I'm still going to keep this plan. Um, yes, there's AMC release in their Movie Pass type subscription plan as well, um, but I only have one AMC around me, so if I'm not in that area, I can't watch a movie for free. So to me, Movie Pass is still the better way to go. Um, so yeah, I mean it's, it's a, uh, it's. It's not as good, obviously, but it's still a great plan. I mean, most movie tickets around me are $8 anyways. I still think maybe they should do, you know, three movies a week and limit it to only matinee showings for $10 a month. And then for maybe three movies a week for nighttime showings included, you know, do like a $20 plan. But this is better than nothing, and I still get to see three movies a month, which really, one a week. It's all most people have time for anyways. Well, except one every th for the first three weeks and then maybe pay a couple bucks for the fourth one. But you know what? I can wait two weeks and watch the next movie the next week. Um, yeah, so that's about it with MoviePass. It's still a good deal. Um, I'm going to keep it. Hopefully it stays up and this helps them bargain. I still think they need to add um, advertising on their app to make up that extra money to help them stay in. Uh, if you see an ad... 10 seconds every time you click not every time but every time you buy a ticket or load load into the app check movie times and buy a ticket three ads free ticket uh, I think that's fair all right so um, 
Okay, let's move on to the next thing. Uh, Fallout. So I'm not a huge Fallout, well, okay. So I've always wanted to play Fallout. I played Fallout 3 and then my file got deleted and I was only like three hours in, but still that was enough time to where I never really could commit to get back into it. So I've always just, ugh, because I feel like it's such a long game like Oblivion and uh, Morrowind and Skyrim that um, the anticipation of getting into a game that could take hundreds of hours, it's a little much, especially when you're like, oh, I gotta get past the first three hours. But it's been long enough now. Um, I might go back to Fallout 3 and try that out again. But uh, Fallout 76 uh, beta will be uh, the full game uh, that they announced, and that anything you do in the game will carry over to the full release. Um, that I like. I've had a couple games in the past where I played them, and then the game comes out, and I wish I had everything I already did, because I don't like redoing things I've already done, as I just said with uh, Fallout 3. Um, it, I'd have to go a long time and forget the game where I can go back and play it. Or a game that I just love, then maybe, not maybe, I will play it again with the intentions that I already love the game, not a game that I've never really got a hold of. Also, that when the game comes out, they're not releasing it on Steam at launch. Um, that's interesting because I like my games on Steam because everything's there. Um, every time I switch computers, I can just re-download my game. I don't have to go through bunch of different websites um, it's nice I mean it's not hard just to go to another website but I just like that nice form factor uh, you know everything just is smooth so yeah it's a change I can see them probably it's all about the money there's probably something on the back end where they'll make more money going through their website um, it's almost like how uh, Fortnite doesn't want to go through the Google Play Store to download your game so that they get all the profits. Which, hey, all power to them. I'd do the same thing. Why split your money with another company when all it is is just giving it a nice place for the game to show up in when anyone who plays Fortnite, well, not anybody, the smart people who understand the internet will know to go to the right website to download the game and not go to, you know, clickbait websites and download the game that way. Hopefully, I mean, we're in 2018 now. People should know that don't click on anything until you research the website and made sure that it's the actual place you should be downloading. But people are still falling for it. So I guess, you know, for those people, that's not going to be a good thing. And I get why the Android store is there because it keeps you somewhat safe. They have some problems before. All right, now let me fix the camera one more time. All right, guys, and we're back again. So let me put my timer on. I don't like this timer on my new phone, or my old phone. It doesn't work the same. All right, so moving on. So next up, um, so let's go in a little bit of movie news. Um, so Batwoman for the CW's cast it's Batwoman. Um, Ruby Rose. Uh, the only thing I've seen her in is uh, the Triple X movie, the new one. Uh, and 
she was a badass. She was a she was a tough girl, and I really liked her in the movie. She played it well. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be good. From some of the trailers I've seen, from other things she was in, she looks like she has a great uh, great fighting style to really carry over. Obviously, yes, there's stunt stunt women's and stuff like that, but um, you want to believe she's fits the role. And from her other stunt work that people have covered, it uh it looks like she'll fit it fine. Um. So yeah, that's exciting. I kind of I I kind of want to see how they're gonna work that into the Arrowverse's backstory and everything. Um. I'm kind of tired of Arrow. It's kind of getting to the point where I wish they'd kill off half the characters and start fresh. At least have it end with a villain actually winning and not just next episode. Oh, everything is pretty much back to normal. Uh, I think if they got rid of some of the fat around it and just, you know, start fresh with Ollie somewhere else, I think uh, you could really add a whole new breath into the show and go another three or four seasons. Um, you know, a lot of shows are scared to do that, but hey... At this point, it's either they, to me, they either cancel the show or really give new life. Um, especially if they want to keep calling it the Arrowverse. Alright, next up. Uh, so, Negan from The Walking Dead is going to be a character in Tekken 7. Now, I haven't played a Tekken game in a very long time. But, uh, this, this is intriguing. Um... I kind of can't wait to see how his fighting style is going to be. Uh, is he always going to be able to use that bat and go for home run hits? That would be cool. I kind of wish it was a Mortal Kombat game more often than not, so he could have a finisher where he bashes your skull into the ground. Uh, spoiler, like the TV show. Um, but it's a Tekken game, and you know what? I don't understand why they went this route, but I'm intrigued. I don't think it's enough to make me go out and buy a Tekken game for the first time in a long time, but if the game drops to like $20, I might pick it up just to mess around with it. Um, Alright, so uh, let's say that's our movie news for today. Uh, next up, back to video games, the most important things. So, I'm a big Shamu fan. Um, played both of them, one and two. I have three pre-ordered the Kickstarter, I have one and two pre-ordered for August 21st, but then the other day, I was wondering when this was going to happen, uh, they announced that Shimu 1 and 2 Limited Edition was coming out in Japan with their release of Shimu 1 and 2, uh, November 20-ish, I think, I don't remember, the, it's in November, um, and I pre-ordered two games here in America, one for the Xbox and one for the PS4, but I was like, alright, well, I guess I'll cancel one of my pre-orders, and now I have to get the Shamu 1 and 2 Limited Edition. Uh, it was really easy to, to do as well. Um, just sign up for an account on Amazon Japan's website, and buy the item and put in your address. And it only cost me 50 something dollars to buy a Limited Edition when the regular game's $30. It seemed like a good deal for me. So, uh, soundtrack, poster, that that's sold. Now the question is whether I'm going to open it. Yes, I'm probably going to open it because I want to get the soundtrack. And I only bought bought the game because I love the box cover it has on it, so I might as well get it. 
Um, so yeah, that's coming out. I'm excited. Um, if you guys have never played Shenmue before, yeah, buy it on August, play it, and then uh, if you really like it, see if the limited edition is still available. Hopefully it made a lot, and it's not a very limited edition. Um, and then scalpers don't try to scalp it for three or four times as money. But I'm sure all the Shamu fans are buying up limited editions. Um, Alright, so moving on next. Super Smash Brothers. Should we get that out of the way now? Nah, let's let's talk about Capcom. Sorry guys, we'll, we'll move on. So Capcom recently said that they're okay with 7 selling less games than 6 because it had a better score. Now... Artistic, the artistics in me, I don't even think that's a word, but we'll go with it, believes, yes, if you made something, you'd prefer more, you'd prefer people to love it than people to buy it. But the business in me says that it's hard to believe a business company is saying, you know what, I'm glad we made less money off of this game in sales because everyone loved it. Now, to me, I would say I'd prefer to make a game that people loved. Yes, it didn't sell as much as my last game that people didn't really love. Because I would imagine that now this time it would make people want to buy the next game more. Because who says people didn't buy this one because they were disappointed with the last one. So that could affect sales. And 6 has been out a lot longer. So who says those sales numbers I think was 7 million to 5 or 6 million on the 7th game um, didn't come when the game dropped in price. So maybe the 7 sold more at the full price than 6 did. Um, didn't really go into the details about that. And 7's still out. More and more people could possibly pick it up. And if, since more people like the game, downloadable content, stuff like that to extend the game, probably would sell more. So in the long run, I think having a game that people like and enjoys means that you can sell more things with it as add-ons later on because people want to extend the game. I'm not talking about loot boxes or things like that that you have to pay for minor things, microtransactions, but you know, like maybe a couple new hard modes to the game that adds new rooms or a time playthrough or something like that. Um, or even a new side story to the game that, you know, $20 downloadable content gives you, you know, an extra 20% of the game. Um, I'm okay with that. Breath of the Wild, I thought its um, season pass was perfect. Trials mode, a master edition, uh, that was enough to extend the game for me. Extra $20, I played through the game a second time. Now, that's how I think you make extra money off your game. It doesn't take you much effort, but it gives you something, it gives you a good meat of the game. Not, hey, you want this gun? Here's $2. Oh, you want this thing? Here's you want to hold you want to take advantage of the playing system and be better than the next person here buy all this stuff um, I don't like purchases that have to be made that makes the game better for other people in the sense that oh now they have better weapons than me because they can buy the weapons um, when you go that route I think it's better hey you can buy new uniforms you can make your gun look this way but it doesn't make them have an unfair advantage um, to me add features to the game that people can play um, all right, so see if I can get my timer correct so I can make the switch on my camera. 
we go again. Okay. I swear, I'm going to find a camera that's not going to break the bank that will record at least an hour and a half, not ten minutes. I'll take this time to thank my subscribers and viewers for uh, checking me out. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely new talking to a camera and on a mic and not forgetting what I was going to say. So uh, thanks guys for tuning in and sticking in. And uh, alrighty, so Spiral the Dragon. So I've never played these games, I think. You know, sometimes you remember a game from your childhood, but you don't think you ever played it. Maybe you saw a lot of ads for it, or a friend played it and you watched. I feel like if I played this game, it was, hey, you want to take turns real quick for like a half an hour, and then I never played it again. Now, it's coming out, and only the first game is going to be on the disc. And the other two games you have to download. I really, really hate downloading games. Um, especially with the recent like game, like uh, the X-Men game, that was taken off the uh, store because they didn't have the rights to sell the game anymore. So how are you supposed to buy it now? You can't. So what happens if Spiral decides that, hey, you know, we can't sell the game on the store anymore? I mean, I don't see that happening, but what if it does? That means if my... PlayStation 4 or Xbox One or Switch or whatever video game console any games for and the store stops selling I can't buy that game ever again the game is literally lost kind of like the Wii store so what about those games that never got put on I can't randomly find them now and play them again and find like a hidden gem that's what I hit I dislike a lot about virtual games um, the only way to get them is through you know ROMs and emulation, which people frown upon. It's like, well, if you're not going to give us the option to ever play the game again in another format, or we have to have no idea for the next 10 years whether you're ever going to release it, you know, people are going to have to resort to emulation and stuff like that. So, to me, I think they should give you the option. You buy the game on the disc with the download for 2 and 3. If you want the special edition for 60, I know this is a slippery slope. I would pay, you know, $70. If the game was originally $60, I'd pay $70 if all three games were on that disc. It's an extra 10 bucks, and I know I have the game forever. I mean, we, video game players, a lot of us buy physically because we like to have it physically. I like to be able to go up, look through my games, and grab them. I don't know how many games I have from the PlayStation Plus membership and Xbox Live Gold that I forget about because I don't see them every day. When I go to play my Xbox, I already have a game in mind. Or if I'm looking for a game, I go to what is right there without having to turn on the system. So I'd pay the extra $10 for a special edition. Uh, does everyone like that? No. But it's worth a try to see if, you know, that would keep physical games being made. Instead of like, oh, we're going to release it digitally. Okay, I get that's cheaper. Can you do a Kickstarter pre-order for your game? You know? to see if anyone would pay instead of say let's say it's an indie game for $20 virtually um, hey do a kickstarter because you can't afford to do the upfront price okay well do a kickstarter with the as the game's announced and say hey if you want a physical version of this game it's $30 and you'll get a physical edition as long as we hit our goals because you'll know ahead of time how many people you need to make 
how many games you need to make, how many copies will sell, and then ship them out to them. Alright, I guess, you know, that's, uh, forgot to hit the timer. I'm going to have to get up from that camera again without knowing. Alright, so, that's kind of how I feel about, uh, about that. Let's move on. Um, so, Pokemon Go, or Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu and Eevee. Um, apparently, they're going to be having um, Mega Evolutions in the game, too. Uh, I've never played a Pokemon game with Mega Evolutions, so to me, this is kind of new. Uh, it just looks like, you know, Charizard, Blastoise, um, you know, the final evolved Pokemon that I remember from a childhood uh, get one more bonus boost. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, what it is for each character. But, uh... It definitely adds a new... A new outlook to the game. And... I... I don't know if there's... All the Pokemon are getting it. It looks like it's just the original three right now. And it'll temporarily change... Temporarily change them. So, it's like a short little boost. And it's a nice little feature. Um... I still hope the game plays where you have to battle the Pokemon to catch them, not just Pokemon Go style and throw them, but I'll pay extra for that. And I'm cheap, so I'd pay the extra $10 for that. It means a lot. Because at this point, I don't know if I'm going to buy the game if it doesn't have that feature. I, I'll try a demo, and that would have to sell it to me, hopefully. Um, Alright. Let's talk about the Switch? Yeah, let's talk about the Switch. Or Nintendo. So Nintendo had a Direct today. I'm sure a lot of you know about it. Um, so, they announced some new characters. Um, Belmont and Riker from, uh, from the, uh, Castlevania series. Sorry, drawing a blank. And... Riker is an Echo Fighter, as they call it, for Simon. So they fight pretty much the same way. Um, they they look cool. I, I like the added feature. See, I've never played Castlevania, uh, except for trying it out real quick on the uh, NES console. Classic? I think it's on that one. Um, and it seems like a cool game. And the video for it, he looks like a cool character to play on uh, Smash Bros. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh... They also announced that uh, Donkey Kong's uh, villain, King K. Rule, uh, the big crocodile from Donkey Kong Country 1 for the Super Nintendo. I like that. You know, he's a cool big character. Uh, I don't really usually go for, like, the King Koopa or the uh, Donkey Kong players' um, characters in the game. I kind of like the ones with the swords and the weapons. But uh, it is nice seeing it. It's a good element. Uh, also... Dark Samus, I think they're calling it. Which looks kind of cool. I mean, it's just an Echo character, but it's nice having a cool skin. I did like how um, they announced when you have the character selection screen, you can either, either have each character as a separate character to click on, or you can make the Echo characters combined so you know who exactly they are. Um, I kind of like having them separate. Uh, I just be, I like being able to see everything clearly, except instead of trying to look at each individual character. 
Uh, it doesn't matter to me if they're Echo, an Echo fighter, because if I like playing with them, I already know their style. I don't need to know whether someone else is similar to them. Um, also, they announced that they have so many soundtracks from all the games. Uh, I think the number was over 800 or around 800. Um, now, I hope, because they have basically soundtracks for every single game, every character, um, stages from all those games as well, I'm hoping that they release a standard edition. Um, keep that thought on. So I hope they release a standard edition. And I, well, not a standard edition, sorry, a limited edition. I hope they release a limited edition and they, um, they allow it with a soundtrack. Now, they showed in the trailer that you can plug headphones into your Nintendo Switch with the screen off and listen to the music on there while you're on the go. Okay, but that's a pretty large MP3 player in my mind. Um, I'm hoping they release like a special edition where it comes with the, all the soundtrack um, right there on some CDs or digitally download. Um, I'd prefer it on the CDs and then use that as my copies to make digital downloads. Because then I can listen to all the favorite songs from every character in the game. That's literally a pretty vast library of music from Nintendo's history and some of the other characters' histories. So I'm hoping that that pops up, or at least it's a feature added on later. And the amount of levels that they're releasing in the game. I don't even know where to start. I think the number was 103. 103 levels. I remember playing the GameCube game and thought there was too many levels. Because normally you pick like your favorite 5 or 6. I mean, how are you going to have a favorite 20 in this game? I do like how they allow it so you can play two levels in a single fight where a level will transform into another one. I think that's a good thing, especially when you have 100 levels because this way you get to play you could play 50 matches and play all the levels instead of playing 100 matches and play every level because I'm telling you after 100 matches I think I'd be dead um, so yeah it was a pretty good direct uh, a lot of news a good overview of the game um, I'm still hoping that they release a single player mode that was my favorite part about the GameCube and the Wii version I love playing that the GameCube better than the Wii, but um, I love playing that kind of like side-scrolling platform Super Smash Brothers single-player because it really taught you how to play the game, and it gave you a fun way to learn all of the little tricks with each different character. And I was disappointed when they didn't put it in the Wii U. Um, I basically didn't play the game because I really only wanted to play the single-player mode. The multiplayer was just you know fun with friends at a party, but when I'm not at a party with friends. Uh, I want to play the single player mode. I'm hoping that in the trailer they showed the main menu and they blocked out a little square saying something we can't show you yet. I'm hoping that that's the single player thing that they're going to show you. Because they showed so many modes and fighting things in this game and everything else that I can't imagine that there's an extra thing for multiplayer where they need to hide it. They showed tournaments mode. I mean they have bracket systems and everything so the only thing I could see that, they're, that could, they could not be showing would be the single player. So, let's hope 
Uh, I'd be very disappointed if uh, that isn't single player. I'm definitely going to get the game either way, because at this point, all my favorite characters, all the levels I could ever want, all the music, I mean, it's literally everything. But to be ultimate, in my mind, you have to have all the modes of the other games too, which means you need the fun home run mode. You need the single player mode. You have to have all of it. If you're going to call yourself ultimate, that's what you need. Um, I was kind of hoping they were going to show some other things. I know it was a, it was a Super Smash Brothers Direct, but you know, maybe ending it with um, teasers to some other games that are going to come out in the next Direct maybe would have been nice just to be like, oh, they're still talking about that game. I do have to say, the way this one opened up with the uh, Belmont Castle, Dracula and all, that was such a cool um, looking intro. It kind of made me wish Luigi was fight was uh, doing a Luigi's Mansion game in that castle with all those undead and everything. I think Luigi Mansion Castlevania crossover is what we need. Instead of Simon, we have Luigi and his plunger going after all the undead to save Mario from Dracula. Alright, you heard it here, guys. That That's what they need to do. Alright, what else? Um... I'm glad my timer's working. Now I know how long I have until I have to get up again. Um, so we covered Spiral, Capcom, Shamu, Batwoman, Movie Pass. Um, all right. I guess now let's go into our rambling. Um, okay, so what's next so now we're we're in August now we're almost getting to that holiday season and I feel like there haven't been enough talk about games I know we have the new Shadow of the Tomb Raider uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 coming out in the fall but I feel I'm not being hyped up at all. Um, when I say, I just, I feel like, granted, I don't watch a lot of television anymore. I, I, I watch most of my stuff streaming without commercials. So it's hard to find things that will show me new games. Um, that's what my YouTube uh, subscriptions are for, I guess, that pop up. But even online, I don't really see much that really, um, oh, whoa, breaking news, guys. So, uh, for Europe, anyways, apparently, that a Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Limited Edition was announced. Uh, this is what IGN was saying, anyways. And from the from the photo, the box looks massive. Um, so in the limited edition, you get a Nintendo Game Nintendo GameCube controller and a Nintendo GameCube adapter with the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. That's cool. Uh, it hasn't been announced for America for North America yet, um, but it looks like it's launching over there on December seventh. Uh, that's what the rumors are. Um, 
I hope this I hope this thing comes out for one reason. I just want the box. The box is really cool. Uh, for you guys that are there watching online, I'll try to get a photo right here when it pops up. Hopefully my hand gesture gesture shows it. Uh, but for you listening online, it's a long black box. Looks like the size of probably a, mm, probably a Switch box. Not not like a game box, but the system box. And it has a GameCube controller and uh, the adapter. So I'm going to buy the adapter. I think I already pre-ordered one. Uh, and I have plenty of GameCube controllers. So I don't necessarily need this for the controller. But the box has a cool picture of all the fighters on it. Uh, kind of like what they showed in the Direct. And hopefully that's the actual thing that they're going to show. Um, but if the GameCube controller is new and runs just like the original ones, then I'm going to get it. Sometimes when they do these releases of controllers, they don't work the same way. Mine are old, so that means they are worn out a little bit. But they work perfectly. So if this one... If this one's brand new and works just like the old ones perfectly, no issues, then I'll be happy to pick up one. Well, that was kind of a nice little news break right there. Look at that. No week old news on this weekly podcast. I'm thinking about doing another podcast, too, on um, Friday nights, I'm thinking. Or Sunday nights. Maybe Sunday nights. Uh, basically, for that one, it's just... Uh, I'm going to pick a topic, a video game or something, and just talk about that topic for the day. So maybe, you know, talking about Nintendo, like regular Nintendo NES, um, to just talk about my thoughts on it and everything about it. Uh, so look to, look for that one. I think I'm going to start that one this Sunday. I kind of like this format of just talking about the things, and I feel like a hour-long episode of just one topic be fun just to reminisce about all right let's see what else we can go to guys oops hold on camera time gotta love these uh, old digital cameras from the past and we're back okay so let's see So apparently, pre-orders, I just saw a sign for pre-orders on the Spider-Man PS4 Pro console. So I need a PS4 Pro for my VR. And every time I see this console, I just love that controller. I'm pretty sure I talked about it last week, but you know. It's just, it's lovely. Ooh. So, uh, the Construction Con Transformers reissues is at Walmart right now, apparently, according to the uh, IGN website. I like my old toys, but I like playing old toy prices, which means you find them at Goodwill or a yard sale for cheap. So, uh, I do like this whole uh, re-release of these toys, so they look like the original Transformer toys, and you can put them together. But uh, I don't like the prices for them, so 
I probably will never buy them until they end up at a thrift store in like two years for, you know, $2 a piece. But for you Transformers fans, you know, here you go, another round of toys. Alright, so. Man, I thought I wrote down enough so I didn't have to ramble as often this episode. Okay, let's see what we have here. So according to the PlayStation blog... There'll be a new addition to the God of War game uh, available on August 20th as a free patch. Uh, except you need to beat the game, apparently, on any difficulty. Um, okay. So I've never played the I've never played God of War yet. I want to, but uh, you know, a free patch with new features is always nice instead of charging for those uh, extra things. So, how what do you guys think about the uh, Nintendo Direct today? Did you feel like it needed anything else, or are you satisfied now? Uh, any more new characters you'd like to see them come out with? Um, are you okay if they decide to release a season pass for it as well, which would offer, you know, maybe five or ten new characters, some new levels, uh, new weapons or Pokemon, or do you think that if the game's being released as ultimate, it should be an ultimate and no no extra downloads needed? Um, I'm okay with the season pass at this point uh, because, you know, if you kept saying, well, you should have just added it in the game in the first place. If you said that to every game that was ever made, it would never get released. Be like, oh, we have a new idea. All right, let's not release the game. Instead, now, they can release the game, and then when they're like, oh, I wish I would have thought of that, they can add it. And they can still work on it and get the money that they need to keep working on it. So if the game gets released and they just thought of now, hey, we should do this too. Like, well, it's going to take six more months. Well, let's not propose six more months. Let's just build upon that feature, add a little bit more, and we'll just charge $20. I'm okay with that. So what about you guys? You guys think you're okay with that? Okay, what else? might be a short podcast today. I don't have much uh, more left on my notes that I thought I wrote down that would cover the whole time. Um, that's okay, I guess. I want to go for an hour every episode. But, you know, you can't force these kind of things. So apparently gameplay footage for Red Dead Redemption is being revealed coming this week. Oops, I guess that told me something. Alright, so. It looks like my YouTube fans will have to only have a half an episode. Because my camera battery just died. This is what happens when you buy old technology. They at least get the first 40 minutes. So yeah, Red Dead Redemption. Never played the first one. I do have it now. Um, I'm definitely going to play that before the first game comes, before the second game comes out. Or actually, I'll probably play it when the second game comes out. That way, by the time I beat it, the game's not full price anymore. 
Got to find ways not to pay full price, you know? Xbox One added more backwards compatible games. Uh, that's kind of cool. I wish I could. Uh, Prince of Persia, Earth Defense, and Simora. Uh, Xbox 360 games to join the Xbox One backwards compatibility library. Like, I like the feature, right? I'm glad they added it. But here's my thought how many games are they actually going to get through? And are they taking this idea, this um, platform of theirs, and this library, and are they thinking about that with the next Xbox? Now, what I mean about that is we're at a point where, what, a year? Maybe two more years of this system before a new one comes out? Now, that's great that we have a new system coming out somewhat. I think the new ones, the current ones are fine for a couple more years. I don't think we need a new one anytime soon. But the features that they're doing right now with the backwards compatibility for the Xbox One, Xbox 360 is great. But how many games are they actually going to get to before the next console? And when the next console comes out, are they just going to stop with the games that they already did? Or are they going to keep trying to update those? Or are they doing it in a way where all the games that they're currently updating can just easily bump over to the next system. So the minute the next system comes out, it's like, hey, it's completely backwards compatibility with Xbox One games. It's all the ones that were backwards compatibility with Xbox One now, uh, the original Xbox, Xbox 360, the ones that we already released, are instantly available on the new Xbox. And we're going to keep moving forward with the ones that we haven't done yet to get on the new Xbox as well. If that's the plan, which I hope it is, then great, I'm glad that they're doing all this. But, you know, how many games will you get done in two years if you're not planning on having them easily convert over? Or did you not think of that yet? Hopefully, they thought of, hey, we're at this point, let's make sure that it's easily to do for the next console too. And hopefully they just make it so the new Xbox is compatible with Xbox One games. That way you can just put the disc in, you're good. You're good. And then all the games that they released for the Xbox One with the updates will work instantly on the new console because that means immediately, immediately you release your new console you have a backlog of games for it and I think that'd be a great selling point um, and then this way they can continue releasing it to a point where their next console within two years in life cycle has all the games they've ever almost all the games they ever released with the ability to play for it that's the only way I can see what they're doing is what they plan on doing otherwise why do a third of your library and then stop and have to redo the third again on the next console. So hopefully that's the plan because there's still plenty of games that I've, I have that I want. I want all my Xbox original games and Xbox 360s to be able to go into my Xbox One X, play, update it with the features, and play it. Um, and hopefully that architect, whatever they want to do, is just easily thought of with the next console and it's just plug and play like the, the PS3, the PS2, and the PS1 all in the PS3 um, or with the PS2 where you just put a PS1 game in and you're good so hopefully they're thinking about that and everything they've done now just works because I would imagine we're getting to the point where the hardware will be powerful enough to where you could emulate install an emulator for the Xbox 
of the original Xbox, and the games would play with just an emulation. So, that's my thoughts on the Xbox One X. Or, the next Xbox. Can we call that one the Xbox One X, too? The next Xbox? The XX Box? Alright. Oh, so, uh... I don't remember if we talked about it in the last podcast, but uh, GameStop got rid of their, uh, their, what plan was it? Not their pro plan, but their, alright, whatever's not their pro plan, their $30 yearly plan, they immediately got rid of it. Hasn't even been out for their six months, which is good as long as they lower those prices back down for their, uh, tra- their um, pre-order game, or pre- not pre-order, um, pre-owned games. I walked in to buy a pre-owned game the other day. New game, $60. Pre-owned with my pro membership, $56.99. What? Or not with my membership, but, a, you know, it was a... A pre-owned game was $57. So for $3 more, I can buy it brand new. Why would I spend $3 less just for pre-owned? It used to be $5 less. I'm like, all right, $5, that's that's good. But $3? I know it's only a $2 difference, but that's a big difference. And then with my pro plan, it was only it was like $52, where it used to be $40, $49 or something like that. That made sense having the pro plan. So I think GameStop's either getting greedy or really in need of money. But I'm not buying a pre-owned game without a case or with like a fake case for $3 less than what the brand new one would get me. And on the, if that's the case, I'm not even going to walk into GameStop because their brand new games are opened. How is that even brand new? Someone's touched the game. Someone's put it into a paper sleeve. So for all I know, they've already scratched it or smudged up or something. So, yeah, they really need to work on that. I mean, it could be why they're trying to find a buyer, just because they their business model and plan just upsets customers and the customers who want to buy from them. I mean, it works for the mother or father that goes in for Christmas last-minute shopping and wants a game because they want a physical item. I mean, what kid wants to see a gift card underneath their Christmas tree? Or, you know, hey, we got you this, but you need to go online to download it. You know, it's not, to me, it's more exciting to be like, yes, I got the game. It's in my hands. You know, it's physically there. So, I mean, there's a place for them. They just need to work on their customer service. Oh, man. Their customer service is the worst. Ah, I forget. I remember one Christmas, I was in there buying a game, and I I had the case in my hand. I was in the store for like a half an hour. The lines were long. I didn't feel like getting in line yet, so I was just holding the case and and looking at games. And I saw this customer come in, walk up, go into the line, and not, like, have anything. And she's like, she asked the guy, he's like, hey, do you have this game? And he looked it up, and he's like, oh, yeah, we have it. He grabbed it out of the kit. He grabbed it out of the drawer they had. And then he's like, let me just go get the case for it. And he walked. He couldn't find the case. And he saw that I had the case. He's like, hey, can I have the case? I'm like, no, I'm buying this game. He's like, oh, no, we already have someone else buying it. It's like, wait, what? And he wouldn't sell me the game. He's like, no, we already have someone else. And he took the case from me and sold the game to the lady who came in after I was already in the store for a half an hour looking around. And I was looking for a buy two, get one free. So I'm like, well, you guys just lost my sale. And I left. 
worst experience of my life. I'm like, really? So you're telling me if I'm holding an item at a store and someone else walks up and says, oh, do you have this item? They get it because they asked you first, even though I already had it in my hands. Ah, oh, yeah. That, that was horrible. That was really horrible. So, yeah, ever since then, I've always had a bad taste in my mouth for GameStop. All right, let's end it on a happy note. Not tales of a GameStop horror stories. Um, all right. Oh, I was thinking. One last thing, I guess. So, let's go back to the N Nintendo Switch. What do you guys think about this? We all know why it's called the Nintendo Switch. But, what if they released an updated model next year? Two updated models. One, a new Nintendo Switch, which was a little bit more powerful. Um, maybe with a D-pad, a full D-pad on it. The Pro Edition or something like that. Completely backwards compatible with the older games. Kind of like, you know, the new 3DS. You know, if you play it on the new 3DS, you get a bump, an upgrade. Uh, it's kind of like how the docking system goes, where if you dock it, you get better graphics. If you undock, you get worse graphics. All right, so you already have the system in place. How about now you update the internals for $2.99, same price, and you get the pro, you get the new switch. But I was also thinking, what if they released a budget switch? Now, hear me out. So in this switch, it's $100 cheaper. So for $200, you can get a brand new switch, but it's not a switch switch. It's an unswitch switch. It's a lot of switching going around. Um, so in this one, you get a switch with no docking station. It's just no screen, no battery. It's just a little box and it's just the switch. Cause I would imagine if you take out the ability to have to connect to controllers, you take out the screen, you take out the battery, you must be around 200, you must be able to drop it $100. So for those people that don't like playing it in handheld mode, they just like playing it on their TV, you can, you're taking out the dock, you're taking out the controllers having to connect to it, you just have to sell, you know, a little Joy-Con controller adapter, and you have no screens, and you don't have to worry about battery life. So, no kickstand involved, just a little box. I mean, to me, $200, that'd be awesome. It might even be able to go to $150. You know how Nintendo likes to release modified consoles for cheaper? I mean, they did it with the 3DS to the 2DS. They literally took out what the system was, 3D, to sell a 2DS model for half the price. So why not with the Switch? Do an unswitch, you know, a Switch Basic Edition, where it's just the console, no portability, but it's so small at that point, you know, sell it so that the cables can be easily unplugged and you can still drag it to a friend's house and plug it into their TV if you need to. Because I would imagine without the screen and the battery, the Switch console is half the size, which means less parts, less plastic, no glass screens, no battery packs, $150. To me, I think that'd be a great, great move. Um, yeah. What do you guys think about it? Leave a comment. Uh, don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, Video Game Archives. Uh, my podcast is on SoundCloud, and I'm trying to get it on iTunes, but every time I log logged into that website, it just boots me back out. Um, and I'm on the Google. I'm on the Google. I'm on the Google uh, podcast service that they have. 
Uh, so yeah, check me out and uh, follow me for my other episodes. This Sunday, I'll be having another uh, podcast. Um, I'm going to give that one a different name to not distinguish from this one because this one will be talking about all the video game stuff for the past week. And the other one will be any kind of topic, you know, favorite action games and just, you know, reminiscing about it or talking about it or anything, anything random like that. Um, all right, guys. Uh, so check that one out on Sunday nights. And uh, thanks for uh, subscribing and listening. And uh, yeah. All right, guys. Have a good night.